I'm Jamie Gennaro, and this is Business for Humans. Let's talk about taking your business to a new level without the suits and without being a robot. Here, you can be yourself, you can be imperfect, you can be flawed, and you can still have raging success. So let's go. Hi, everyone. I am back with Client Conversations, which I'm always so super excited to talk through journeys with my clients, current and past clients. And Eduardo is kind of right in between, like he just finished a program. And um, and so it's a great time to reflect on what that journey has been like. So Eduardo, will you introduce yourself to our people? Of course. Hello, Jamie. And, and, and very happy to be with you again. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, my name is Eduardo. I'm from Spain. Um, but I live in the Netherlands since uh, um, three years ago now. It's going to be three years in February. I work in marketing. And um, I'm very happy to talk to you about this, this uh, self-growth path that I started with you, um, I think, six months ago, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's been, it looks longer than than what it is, right? It's only half a year, but uh, a lot of things have changed since we first met. Um, and I'm happy to, to, to share with your audience um, my experience. Amazing. Yes. I, it's, it is interesting when you look back on the amount of time that passes when you go through this process, because I just had someone who's interested in working with me and they said, well, what can I expect at the end of this? And that's such a hard question for me to answer, right? Like someone like you, you want ROI, right? You're like, I come from a marketing background. Like if I'm going to invest in this, I want to see a return. But for me, it's so hard because it's so individual for everyone. And I think Eduardo, like from where you were when we started working together to where you were hoping to be, I feel like you have just blown through those goals. But in terms of like, was that, you know, was it this, was it that? I think the metrics shifted too as you were going we kind of emphasized certain things there were foundational things you're like i definitely want these things to shift but there were other things that started kind of light bulbing out as you continued on this journey and you've been so self-aware and open to the process the whole time which i've so appreciated because every moment you're like yep got it like I get that that yeah. lesson is right there. It's no, but that's uh, that that that's right, and uh, it's it's very hard to answer, right? What what's the ROI of this uh, of this time and, and investment that I'm doing? It depends a lot on on you, right? On the on the on the co- on this side of the of the conversation. What is your attitude towards? You mentioned that. Huh? Um, how much are you uh, willing to uh, open yourself? Uh, be you know face the truth any truth, um, reflect on that and how much uh, ready are you to take action and be constant in uh, all the things that you want to do, right? So uh, that's the first learning that that I got from these sessions uh, with you, Jamie, is it all depends on you, right? That's, that's That's the key thing here. So Jamie is not, yeah, you probably have a magic wand, but it's, it's, it's on us that uh, we need to, um, um, it depends on us, right? So that empowers 
that empowered me a lot. Like, okay, it's just, it's just on me, yeah. <laughs> it only so it 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 matters what I'm gonna do about things, right? And if I take action, and if I am, you know, uh, with the learnings that I got from you, how do I go on now managing my 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 things, my life, my professional life, my personal life, and so on. Yes. So I want to I want to make time for you to let us know sort of where your journey started. But you're taking me down this other path that I think is interesting to you is, you know, me as a coach, when I got into this work, I came from management, right? And I think you're going to relate to this. I came from management where my management was also dependent on the outcome, right? So maybe I had to move profit or maybe I had to move a team in a certain direction. So I would come with a coachy attitude, but being really tied to the outcome, right? So when I came into coaching, I was like, it's not my outcome anymore, right? Like I can't influence the outcome. I just have to be here to guide and ask the right questions, but I can't steer the outcome. And I think what what feels like shifted for you was also detaching from the outcome in your work as a manager, right? Like you kind of had to come with that approach too. Like, okay, I need to, I need to step back, reflect on it differently. And that's, I think the beauty of management too, is like, sometimes people are going to spin over here or things are going to go. But if you try to get in there and like, influence it and change it. And, oh, you know, think that you can tell somebody something and then everything's going to change. It doesn't work like that. So for me as a coach, that was a big learning coming from that space. And then for you, I feel like having, you're in that space. And so I feel like that was something that you were able to do effectively too, like take that step back. That was, it, it was indeed part of, uh, of my, my own, uh, my, my, concrete, uh, my concrete work. Uh, but but also what what I found very helpful and very practical since the the first moment I, I was working with you, Jamie, is that we did set outcomes, right? And uh, we said, okay, so um, so let's work on this and let's see how the next few meetings go with the team. Uh, let's uh, be concrete in uh, for some content creation, right? Okay, so let's 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 look at different possibilities and how we move forward. So so I was setting those outcomes and we were following up on how they were working. So uh, while I had to let go certain things and, and, and you know, that uh, sometimes uh, control freak that it's inside all of us, uh, I could also analyze in the process how the things I was working on and improving were being beneficial in, in, in concrete deliverables, let's say, right? Yes. Yeah. And that is something really important to me. I mean, I definitely don't want it to feel like it's too free form because you do need to, you have to have a measurement, right? I mean, this is like metrics. You have to say like, I'm here and now I feel like I've moved here. You have to see that that shift or else the motivation goes away too, right? It's just like exercise. We talk about this a lot. Like if you start exercising and you start seeing changes, your motivation to exercise is going to be bigger than if you don't see changes for a really long time. And then you just have to like kind of gear up and maintain the discipline, but it's different when you start to see the shifts. So we put some things in place so that you could, you know, track your progress. So let's go back to the beginning. So what do you, yeah. what do you feel like were the big things that you needed help 
working through at the beginning? Well, um, you, you know where I was, right? So, so uh, maybe just to give a little bit more context, right? Uh, I was I was working in Spain in 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 this multinational, and uh, I wanted to grow, right? In the in my my professional career, and I was looking at different options, and one of them, um, I remember one of my managers said, "Why don't you look in the global office in in Amsterdam?" Maybe that's a possibility, right? Um, and you know, one of those things that you don't do out of maybe you you know you you say to yourself, "No, it's not for me," or whatever, right? Then you try, you make it happen, uh, you know, just by taking simple steps. <laughs> and uh, and then I came to the Netherlands, uh, which is it was a, a you know a great step up in my in my uh, let's say from more the local execution side of marketing in the markets uh, to the global strategy long term different you know it was a, a, a bit of a different job very exciting opportunity and uh when i arrived to the netherlands uh, february 2020 um covid started only one week later right um and all that that meant for all of us, if you uh, remember, uh, a lot of uncertainty all of the sudden, right? And uh, me being in a new country um, uh, as an expat, but with this uh, lockdown and <laughs> this this new context, uh, everything yeah became a, a bit of unstable. But we went on, um, and only uh, one and a half year, year uh, later. The company announced that restructuring, okay, uh, you know, one of those things that you cannot control, right? Um, so uh, that meant, well, because it was last year's of service, first out. Um, so uh, I was one of the first in the list, you know, to, to uh, move out. And, and I found another job, okay? And I started that, that job in another multinational, very similar position. Uh, global marketing, brand marketing, communications—you know the areas that I that I that I like and that I was uh, uh, developing—and uh, that fear of uncertainty was surrounding my head. Like, you know, what is going to happen if there is a new restructuring? What is going to happen if there is a new crisis? What is going to happen? You know, that level of insecurity when you have a family that you want to, you know. That that you have to the um, that that you need to uh, uh, bring up and and then all that fear was blocking me in the sense of what to do about it, right? Um, should I keep working on the corporate world? Should I start my own business? That's when you know some fears. Uh, uh, Came up, and uh, and then there were areas in in my uh, way of working that I wanted to develop, um, being more confident, being more empathetic with uh, colleagues, becoming an inspiring leader for others. All that growth seemed very difficult, you know. Like, how do I do this? How you know? How can I do this? Um, and then I also wanted to say, okay, so. I, I want to develop. I want to improve as a as a as a as a professional in, you know, 
in these areas of, of, of um, empathy and inspiration and confidence. And I also want to develop something else or something that I like, something that I'm good at, something that I can also offer to others. And that was around something around content creation, around uh, storytelling, something something that I didn't really know what that was at the beginning, but I knew that I like that, I can help others with that, but I also, you know, wanna wanna keep developing the my my corporate career. And that's where I that's more or less when I when I reached out to you. Yeah. It's great to have the context. I don't think I knew about the layoff or restructuring piece. And it makes sense that that would kind of be a through line of what came next. And I think when I when I do talk to people about launching their own business and that fear comes up, it's interesting because we think there's stability in full-time work, right? It's different in the Netherlands if you have a permanent contract, for sure. But in a lot of places around the world, in the US where I come from, there's not a lot of stability actually because it's mostly at-will employment. So if a company has to restructure, I mean, we're watching it happen with big tech companies, they just lay people off and that's it. And so it's interesting because sometimes it's like, well, you're afraid of not having stability, but the truth is how much stability do you really have in the full-time corporate job? So I think it's interesting how, you know, you had, you had brought this fear through, but I think in some ways it's also like, oh, I can do whatever I need to do over here because that's not necessarily more secure than this other project that I might work on. So with, so knowing that you were kind of bringing this fear through, you wanted to be able to grow and, and kind of have access to this personal development, but didn't really know how, or it felt big. What do you think shifted? Like, where was the first moment where you're like, that first metric where you're like, I'm starting to notice a change, like something's changing here. Well, it was uh, even before the first session, Jamie, because I don't know if you remember when I when we had the first conversation and uh, you, you were just, you know, trying to understand more or less where you could help me. You recommended me to read a book, uh, which says, uh, feel the fear and do it anyways. Right. And uh, I, it was amazing. Uh, you know, the, this, uh, first of all, because you, uh, spotted the uh, from the beginning, uh, maybe you know one of the first things that I had to think about, which is how can I take action regardless all the fears that we mm -hmm. all have, right? Um, and and that book is very, is very simple. It's very is a very good book, but it's very simple. At the end, is you have to accept your fears. You have to learn how to manage them, how to manage those those feelings, you know, those emotions, those those fears, and still take action, right? Because that's the only way to uh, overcome those fears is to take action, right? And 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 then okay, then the book, you know, of course. Um, I recommend it to everyone because I, I think it, it's valid for any person at any age going through any process. It's 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 helpful. Uh, for me, that's when when I started 
to I started to look at the problems in a different way with a different perspective huh? to look at fears with a different perspective to look at my emotions from a different from the from the very first moment that that you know you 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 said why don't you take a look at this take a look at this read this and and uh, yeah <laughs> everything started to change yeah I love that. I love that it happened even before our first session because that's what I tell people sometimes too. As soon as you commit to this process, which happens at that moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to invest the time in this process, in that moment, things start to shift because you're telling yourself, I'm open to this. Like, I, I'm ready for a change. So therefore, I'm going to pay attention, right? Instead of, because sometimes when we're in our jobs, like important corporate jobs at senior levels, sometimes it's easier to just put your head down, right? I'm just not going to deal with it. And I think where we see that happen too is like these emotions come up with our families. These emotions come up with our coworkers. And then we're like, just put your head down. Just don't pay attention. Just go, go, go. And then at some point down the road, we're like, we have a breakdown or we have a burnout or we, you know, we're just, we've been pushing those feelings down for so long. So I love that it happened like even before we really got into it, you're like, oh, there's this feeling. And I've been taking action from that feeling instead of like looking at it and knowing what it is and then taking action, right? Or not taking action. I mean, I think fear is one of those emotions that stalls us out where we're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. But you already had that muscle because you already moved to the Netherlands. Like you've done a lot of things in your life where that muscle was already like pretty well kind of developed, but but you kind of got to a point where you're like, but I don't know if I can keep going because it does feel like a blocker, but it's so quickly it just started clearing with yeah. that awareness. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 but but you, you're right, right? There is this, of course, there is, there is work that uh, we have all done before meeting you. But uh, I don't know that something that I also appreciated a lot is that you helped me change the, the 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 perspective in which I was looking at certain things, right? For example, yeah, if we talk about fear, uh, we all think uh, we look at it in a negative way, right, or with a negative connotation. But fear actually helped me take action to look for another job when there was a restructuring. Right, so so it's not always something negative. Of course, of course, it doesn't help when you uh, are under fear because you 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 take decisions that are um, not in a free way. Let's say you you don't you don't have the freedom to to just take the best decision, but at least you are taking some actions. You know, right? So so you know, but then okay, next level. How? Okay, how do I use fear in my benefit, you know, to push, you know, to say, okay, so that means that I have to take action on these aspects or that I have to develop these things because that that's what fear is. It's just a sign, you know, to tell you that you have to do something. And uh, so, you know, looking at looking at, at, at this fear, frustration, things that sometimes, um, uh, you know, also something that I wanted to work with you, uh, uh, which was uh, to be, um, uh, let's say, uh, uh, how do I phrase it? Okay, um, to not to be too hard on yourself, right? Mm. So having a certain fear 
or uh, uh, having a certain emotion is not bad or is not positive or negative, just taking the judgment out of the equation and then uh, just understanding, accepting uh, those, those emotions also on my side, but also on the other people's side, helping me with being more empathetic with understanding others, uh, you know, reading between the lines, that has also uh, helped me a lot in this process. And and uh, that was a, probably one of the first things we worked on, uh, Jamie, is like, yeah, how to look at emotions from the distance, like, like uh, stepping out of yourself, looking at it from the uh, outside, let's say, in an objective way, so uh, that they don't interfere with your decision or how you what are you going to do about it but just to help you get all the information and then in a calm and and peace of mind way just take the right decision and move on right yeah that was one of the big things we worked on because one of the things that you felt like you needed was some help not acting on your emotions right that like an emotion would come up and you'd immediately sort of jump into it and like use that emu- uh, emotion to fuel you. And then, so we kind of worked on, well, what if we let that emotion sort of settle, right? We didn't just act on it when when it just came right up to the surface and we just let it settle a little bit. Because one of the things that we forget is that emotions, first of all, can't kill us, right? They're uncomfortable, but they also pass really quickly when we allow them. It's when we like shove them down that they come to chase us later but if we just really, like, if we feel like we're going to cry, maybe yeah. this doesn't happen to you, but it happens to me yeah. a lot. Like, I feel like I'm going to cry and then, and then I fight that feeling and then I can't fight it and it just keeps coming up. And then it's like the tears are coming and the more you fight it, the harder it is to control it. But when you're like, I'm just going to let it kind of bubble up to the surface, I'm not going to get in there. I'm not going to act on it. I'm not going to make that my action, what I'm taking action from but let it kind of bubble up and then let it go. It's really like a 90 second at the most process. Yeah. It's more like a 30 second process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Some of us, I don't, maybe maybe uh, everybody, uh, the natural reaction to an emotion is, is, is that, is to react immediately, yes. right? And, and yeah. that's, what, that's what we are used to do. Um, and uh, we, we trust our emotions as if they were a, a key uh, as, as if they were inputs like uh, like the truth right and and they are not the truth because they are um they they, they are going through that filter of uh, emotion which is a very personal filter different to everyone so yes. you cannot really trust emotions as a thing as a, as a source of truth they are probably going to cheat you right so <laughs> Yeah, so so then you need to uh, you 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 need to just you know take a second and 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 think it through and then what a relief it was, Jamie, to say okay, you're not obliged to react immediately to any emotion, right? You also have the privilege of just waiting, waiting and say okay, yeah, so that happened, what that person did or what that person said that generated in you this whatever emotion okay why is that and where does that come from uh, okay what can you do about it then 
first of all. So, and then just give time. And then the reaction is so much more positive to everybody, to yourself, to the team, to the project, to, you know, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I recommend to everyone, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, you said two really important things. And I think one of them is really the foundation of all the work I've ever done. And like everything I've studied is the filter, right? We have an emotion, but first we have our personal filter that's driving the emotion. And it's different for everyone, right? So one person gets laid off and they're ecstatic and one person gets laid off and they're depressed because we have these constant stories running in our heads that are not all facts, that are not all truths, and they help fuel the emotion. So if you don't take time to sort of like be real about that, like, is that true? Is that really like, is that filter going to get me to the right place? It can lead you into a space where you are reactive. And then you feel disempowered because what happens is if you react and let's let's just use like negative positive for a second, but if you react in like what's a negative way, the spin out of that, the guilt and the shame and yeah. the beating yourself up and the judgment, which is another word you used, that is like so hard to deal with. But if you take that moment when the emotion comes up and you take that reflection point and you and you take a moment you don't have that spin. So you feel yeah. so much more powerful because you're like, oh, this was my moment to control. And I think the pushback people will have is like, but that emotion defines me, right? Like I'm fiery or I'm sassy or I'm this and that and that. And that's another untruth that yeah. like this emotion is who I am. So if this emotion goes away, then I am someone else. It's like, no, I'm taking control back. Like I'm taking this, these emotions are great. They don't need to go anywhere. They need to fuel me. Like you're saying with the fear, like the fear needs to fuel me, not stop me. Right. And then that's like a moment where you have to look at how they've been driving you and what's happened after that moment. Did you spin out and feel guilt and shame? Or did you feel like, okay, I feel like I handled that well. That's me now. Now that's my, that's my new, that's the new version of me is that yeah. I can control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I am sure that it has always been important, but I think it's becoming more and more relevant in order to, you know, lead teams or work uh, with, the, with the right team spirit. It's becoming more and more important to be able to empathize with others, understand their emotions. And uh, what, a what a great way to do that is by learning to do it with yourself so that you end up... Uh, being kinder with your teammates or, or with your with your team members, uh, you end up being much so much better at solving conflicts, which is probably one of the key challenges in any organization. Also, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, as, a, as, a, as the father of a family, as you know, in, in every context, it's, I mean, being able to solve conflicts, it's so useful. It is. I mean, it saves costs, you know, it yes. ensures better outcome and better performance of everybody. Uh, so, you know, there is so much value behind that's people management, right? Because yes. people have emotions. So, so if you want to manage people, you have to learn how to manage emotions in the right way. Yes. And I would say too, because I've recently had this come up for me, it's also that idea of 
which is exactly what we talked about in the beginning, don't try to control the other person, right? Like you can only really control your own emotions. The other person is going to come with a slew of emotions. And as soon as you like attach your emotions to their emotions, you're at a standstill. But when you can take that step back and see their emotions for what they are and see them the same way you see your own, and not that you want to judge them, but that you're, there's a certain level of understanding. There's a filter. They've got their own filter that those emotions are coming through and stay detached from them. So whatever the emotion they're throwing at you, and it's as a parent or as a manager, like you're getting a slew of emotions thrown at you. And as soon as you react to those emotions, there's no more solving a conflict. Because yep. now it's just two people with emotions going at it. But when you can take that step back, and appreciate that they have some untruths. They have some stories going on. You don't have to like get into their world. You just have to keep your side of the street clean and be empathetic and listen, but you don't have to get attached to whatever that thing is that's coming your way. I think it's the same thing as an employee, right? If you get, if you get feedback from your manager, you get to filter it right? You don't have to immediately say like, this feedback equals who I am. Like this identifies who I am and all my things that are not perfect, right? You also get to filter it and say, yeah, that's something I really need to work on. And I don't totally agree with that other thing, right? But you, but you get to filter it and, and hold on to it and not make it a personal thing, right? It's just like, cool, I hear you. Yeah, great. Keep it coming. Like, I'm not going to take it in. I'm not going to take it as like a blow. You get to say whatever you want to say. And yeah. I get to decide if, if it, how it affects me. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, but how healthy is that, huh, Jamie, to, to, um, to, because I mean, especially nowadays, right. We have so much digital interactions, uh, working from home, uh, teams meetings, zoom meetings. So, uh, we are losing a little bit the personal the personal touch in, in these interactions. Sometimes we forget um, that emotions are there, right? And and how healthy it is to acknowledge your emotions, understand them, and that helps. And that's what I mean. It, it's very healthy. That helps you to look at the other person at the other at the other end of the of the camera uh, in a different way, right? Sometimes people have a bad day. Sometimes you say things that are not taken the right way and that generates, you know, a certain emotion, a certain reaction. It's, uh, it's, it's so healthy to, to work on these aspects. Yeah. And, and it's never going to be perfect. It's just like fear. It's not going anywhere, but, it's, but we can learn to work with it, right? We can learn to work with it and get better and improve that side of the way we deal with emotions, but you're still going to have moments and that's where that judgment piece comes in that you mentioned, right? If you have a, a moment, don't, again, make that define you, right? You've been doing great. You've been doing the work. It's okay to give yourself, I don't want to say a pass, because it's not that you're giving yourself permission to do whatever you were doing, but it's also like a moment of, hey, I can forgive myself for that because I know I'm aware of it, right? I'm not just doing it subconsciously. I'm not like you know, being mean or on purpose. Like I, I had kind of this moment and I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to do better next time. Yeah. And, and like talk about it. Right. Like sometimes it'll be like, like with my kids, if I have, 
if I like yell at them or I react away, I don't want to, I always go to them and I'm like, that's on me. You, that's not your fault. Like I, that's on me. Like I need to fix that because I also want them to know that we all make mistakes. But part of it is like also knowing that we did and then figuring a way that you're going to do it better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when is that we thought that we, that there is a moment in life in which you're not going to make any other mistake. Right, right. Who's been selling us that that crap? Who who told us that you know if you grow and grow and grow, there is a moment in which you are perfect, right? So uh, that that search of perfectionism, I think it's also um, uh, a bit of an evil of our time, right? Because no one is perfect, and it's not perfect is not possible, Um, and and a lot of emotions or frustrations come from there. So what you're saying, right? There's a new emotion that you're not being able to manage. Yeah, that's okay. You know, you just just realize that, acknowledge that, accept it, work on it, and that's and that's fine. You don't need to punish yourself, right? So, yeah. right, which I think gets us into one of the questions I really like to ask people is thinking about where you were when we started, and you not really knowing you know, having a little of an in- inclination of what this journey might look like, but not really knowing where you would be at the at this point of it. What would you tell yourself? Like all the struggles you were going through and all the things that you were dealing with and spinning on and stressing out about, like all those things, what sort of advice would you give yourself then that you know now from where you are? I would tell myself one thing, which is, just do it. First of all, mm-hmm. just just do it. Don't worry. Just do it. Just start something that you want to do. Just to start um, and be constant. And that's uh, one of the one of the key outcomes of our work is the, is the book that I'm writing. Right. So that's uh, something that I that I, I was I was seeing like very far thing to do. Like you know that's not for me. Um, and now I'm uh, in the middle of this amazing and great project. And the other one is uh, be, be good to yourself, right? Just, you know, don't be so uh, demanding for to, to yourself. Uh, probably you're also going to be less demanding to others as well, you know? Right. So so <laughs> those are the two main advices that I would give uh, oh, I love that. myself of one year ago. I love that. And I, I mean, and then that just works as advice for people that are listening, right? Like, these are the things. Like, just stop beating yourself up, right? Like, exactly. Just be kind. Be yeah, kind yeah. to yourself. <laughs> so what else, Eduardo, as we wrap up, like, is there anything else that you'd want to tell people? Like, anything that you're, I don't know, trying to get off the ground that you want to share with people or any any kind of parting parting thoughts? Um, when you start one of these process, you know, in which you, at the, at the beginning, maybe you have like a very concrete, specific goals. I want to do this. I want to learn this new skill or I want to you know, develop this. Just be open to whatever will come because in the, in the process or in the, in these few months that we spent with you, uh, Jamie, uh, new things, uh, new, amazing things come, right. That come up and, and, uh, I, I didn't know I was gonna I was gonna start writing a book, right? That's a what a fantastic thing that 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 has come out out of this. Um, 
you know, I'm writing a book about my father's life. Um, I'm spending more time with my father. Um, I'm having amazing conversations about, you know, his past and, and, and what he has done when he was a kid. Um, and I'm learning storytelling in a great way because it's this nonfiction uh, <laughs> this nonfiction uh, piece of content that require you do research, but then also, you know, do it in a way that people is going to love, you know, a story that people is going to love, right? So um, what an amazing outcome. Um, be open to new things that probably you don't see in the surface, but they are deep inside of you. And uh, yeah, once you let go, this, uh, this, all these, these things come up and you end up doing things. And if that doesn't work, that's okay. You'll do something else. So be optimistic. Exactly. As long as you're moving forward, right? Like, like as long yeah. as you're taking action, they can be small actions. It can be putting on your shoes, not thinking about t- running 10 miles, but just put on your shoes at the same time every day. Consistency, right? And I think what's beautiful about your journey too, Eduardo, is that you got to, you set goals and you got to those goals, but those goals look different, which is exactly what you're saying, right? You're like, I want to do content creation. I want to work on maybe even like improving my social media skills. You're doing content creation. It's just a different kind of content, right? Like, so you're, you're meeting those goals, but it looks really different. So to your point, being Mm -hmm. open to that, you'll get there. It just doesn't always look the way that you envision from the beginning. You have this certain idea of, and if you're too stuck on that idea, you won't get there. But if you're open, then it might not look like social media, but it'll look like a book. And, yeah. and all the same things apply, right? It's still storytelling. It's still, yeah. you know, reaching your audience and and being compelling. It's all, it's solving all the same problems, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then that's another, that's another message to, to the audience is, uh, you know, you're open. Okay. Stay open and be true to yourself. Really ask the questions. What is really important for you what does really matter do you you know i ask myself do i really want to become a master in social media content or what do i want to do no no i want to what i wanted to do is to really learn and master storytelling first of all second i had the internal duty this feeling of an internal uh, a duty to to tell my father's story, to pass this story, these learnings to my kids and to the younger generations, and in the way to get closer to my dad in this in this in these years that he has left in this world, right? So everything then came together, and and, and in this big project, it's long term and it's going to you know it's requiring effort and being constant and uh, enjoying. <laughs> the way yes. so ask you know ask yourself the right questions what do you really want to do what are you good at what do you feel you have to do and just do it yes and the and the last question is and will it bring me joy right exactly exactly and is it going to be a fun <laughs> journey <laughs> exactly yeah. that's that's yeah. That's uh, very much needed. That you yeah. enjoy the, you enjoy the, enjoy the ride. The ride. 
Eduardo, it's always so fun to talk to you. I feel like we could just go on and on and on, but I so appreciate your reflections. I think it's always really nice to have this kind of um, just time to look back and to appreciate and celebrate where you started and where you've come. Cause you're right. Like it has nothing to do with me, but I get to be the like joyful observer of this amazing kind of transformation and you reaching this place and these goals. And I cannot wait to read your book. (laughs) Like it's going to be so (laughs) fun to be on that other end of this journey. So thank you so much for being open and for being willing to have this conversation. And it's just been a pleasure. Same wise, Jamie. Thanks a lot. And um, I'm looking forward to listen to more of your podcast uh, uh, chapters. They always uh, drop uh, a few good ideas and, and, and nice messages in the morning when I'm in the traffic jam. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Well, we will leave it at that. You've been listening to Business for Humans. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please leave a review so that other business owners can find the show. Learn more at practica.consulting.